Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. What can I get you then? Kendrian said to ask for the water. <laughs> of course he did. He moves back to a keg on the wall and turns the spigot. The clearest water you have ever seen pours from the nozzle into the glass he holds underneath it. He sets it down in front of you and you take a deep draft. It is the purest thing you have ever tasted. A coldness inherent to the water itself. A feeling of air that passes over your tongue and into your stomach where its coolness calms even the raging of your passions for a moment. <sighs> that was great. From the heart of the elemental plane of water. Any other water you ever drink is going to taste dirty by comparison. Don't even ask how I got hold of it. He fills a small, ornate silver jug with a crystalline liquor and places it on a tray with three more fine-stemmed glasses and passes it to you with a wink. You return to your conversation with Eb and Candrian, offering them each the water. As Eb takes a sip, he releases a sigh, and with it, a small portion of his age-old tension melts from his shoulders. <sighs> Thank you, scarred man. This has turned out to be a more pleasant afternoon drink than I'd anticipated. I'm glad. So, Candrian, tell me more of the planes. <laughs> I shall tell as best I can. Would you hear of the outer planes, the prime material, or the inner planes? What's the difference? The difference is true essence, Seeker. The inner planes are matter, substance, true physicality. They are the building blocks of the multiverse, for it is from them that all belief in the elements springs. The inner planes filter through the ethereal plane, the plane of potential, some say, which forms the elements into the worlds of mortals. Once past the ethereal plane, one reaches the prime material, where exist all manner of mortals and monsters and myths and machines. It is there that belief is born, and there that the spirits that create the outer planes are born. When mortals die, they pass through the astral plane, a no place that is thought and mental energy itself it is in all things and in none. It is paradox, among other things. And it filters spirits into the Great Ring. Do you comprehend so far? Uh, I'm not sure. As I understand it, the inner planes are substance. They create matter. They lead to the prime material plane, which is life and death and the birth of thought. The prime leads to the outer planes, which are belief made solid where thoughts are given form. Your friend here puts it well. Uh, remember this, though. The place you stand is not true matter, but is created by the force of beliefs all across the prime and outer planes. It can be changed by belief and is subject to alteration. It is mutable 
and changeable with the power of mind alone. Very well. Tell me of the Outer Plains. Now, the Outer Plains. Where should I start? Do you know the cardinal rules of the planes on which all others are based? Do you know about the composition of the Outer Plains? Do you know of the Great Ring and its divisions in our hearts? Do you know of the individual planes? Each of these leads to the next, and so it is best to start from the beginning. Tell me of the composition of the planes. The Outer Plains are created of and by belief and thought and faith. They take their imagined form from the prime material plane, shaped into forms that stagger the imagination, built by the accumulation of belief. Belief creates the planes. Belief is power here. Change belief, and you can change the nature of reality. The creatures that are born here, the plane-born, like the fiends and celestials, are truly born of the thoughts and concepts of mortals. They each express some sort of ideal, the more powerful the ideal, the more powerful the being. Thus, the being that symbolizes love is one of the strongest of all. Go on. That's why the powers, gods some call them, live out here. This is where all the faith in them comes. This is where they are at their most pure and most strong. Their realms are extensions of their very beings, manifestations of their godly essence, all of it informed by belief. So the composition of the planes is belief. What of the great ring? Among the loose unity of plane walkers, we conceive of the infinite outer planes as a ring surrounding the plane of ultimate neutrality, the outlands. The spire atop which Sigil sits is in the center of the outlands. The further one travels away from the spire, the less neutral the plane grows until it spills into the neighboring plains. Each of these planes impinges on the outlands, spinning themselves into law and chaos, good and evil. The Great Road marks the demarcation between the outlands and the gate towns that spring up around the gates to these plains. Beyond the gate towns lie the hinterlands, uncharted territory that is lost to history, that loses thought. Danger lies in the hinterlands. <laughs> Go on. The outer planes differ by morality, not substance. For you will divide the planes into three sets. The upper planes of good, the lower planes of evil, and the boundary planes of neutrality. These are then divided further by law and chaos, with the outlands in the middle. Which of these interest you? The outlands. The outlands are absolute neutrality. Probably the best place for a body to visit in the outer planes outside of Sigil, if you don't want to have a plane's morality forced into your heart. Everything balances out in the Outlands as it should be for a plane that sits at the center of the Outer Plains. Power's realms are scattered about here, and there are handfuls of gate towns that open into the rest of the Outer Plains. The gate towns usually mirror the philosophy of the plane their gate opens onto, and if the balance of belief isn't kept in the town, the town slips into the nearby plane. <laughs> It's a bad situation for everyone, because few of the folks in the towns really want that change. But enough of the Outlands. What more would you know? Tell me of the Upper Plains. Of the Upper Plains, there are the Neutral Plains, the Lawful Plains, and the Chaotic Plains. The Neutral Upper Plains contain the Beastlands, a place of neutrality and goodness with a slight tinge of chaos, where the animals rule in the eternal noon and night. 
They hold Bytopia on the other side, twin paradise of industry and labor, where all work toward the good of all. And Elysium. <laughs> the sweetest plane of goodness and calm I have ever come across. Alas, right now I am not well enough to enjoy any of their restorative effects. And what would you hear of now? The lawful planes. Candrian gives a small shudder. <laughs> I am not the best person to speak of the planes of law, for the innate structure and ultimate patterns they impose frighten me. I steer clear of them because I value my individuality more than I value the knowledge they'll bring me. They include the regimented Arcadia, nearest of the good planes to the unbending order of Mechanus, and Mount Celestia, home of the Archons, an island in the Silver Sea. All right. Tell me of the chaotic planes. Hmm. These are where I feel at home. Though I steer clear of his guard for the most part, the endless battles and tests of metal among the floating earthbergs of the plain don't do much for my disposition. Arborea, though. <sighs> the mountains are taller, the air clearer, the rivers purer, and the game larger than anywhere else. It is a true paradise, a place where passions run high and the wine never ceases to flow. When I have recovered enough of my wits and myself, I'll say, when we are done with the Outer Plains, you should ask me of the Inner, and I will describe my journey to you. I will return to Arborea's bowers and glades, and lose myself for a time. <laughs> Tell me more of the Lower Plains. Like the Upper Plains, the Lower Plains are divided into lawful, chaotic, and neutral. Each of them varies in terms of horrors and what those horrors do to a traveler's spirit. <laughs> and all of them are best avoided. Which of them would you like to hear of? Let's start with the neutral planes. The neutral planes, eh? They're vile and barely understandable. And they're more insidious on their own than you could ever imagine. Take Gehenna, for example. Four volcanoes in stages of dormancy floating in an infinite void, each of them somehow alive and each of them wanting your soul by whatever means they can get it populated with Yugoloths, the worst of the fiends in my opinion, and you've got the place. <laughs> now, the plane of ultimate evil, at least that's what they call it, is the Grey Waste. A no place that drains color from your body and spirit, stealing away even your apathy. And it's the site of the worst battlegrounds in the war down there. Don't get me started. <laughs> Then you've got Carceri on the chaotic side. Carceri? Ah. Carceri. And its poisonous jungles, acid swamps, destructive waters strung like a string of rotten pearls nestled within one another. He pauses and looks at you carefully, again fixing you in place with his eyes. Remember this, Seeker. Carceri is a prison. Home to the Gerileths, one of the most dangerous types of fiends there is. The strength of the prison is the strength of the captor. As strong as the prisoner lets it be. Destroy the prison keeper, and a body can escape the red prison. There is almost no other way out. Not when the gates close themselves against you and watch you spin off into the vast space surrounding the orbs. Be wary of Carceri, traveler for its bonds can be greater than flesh. You mentioned a war. Aye. The blood war. At the name, your own blood feels as if it freezes in your veins. 
Ilborn doesn't seem to notice, wrapped up as he is in his memories. Two armies of fiends smashing together pointlessly across the lower plains, slaughtering mindlessly in the name of law and chaos. They'll aggrandize it, of course, but in the end it's about hate, and stupid endeavor that aids none and harms far too many. Ebb here has survived many a fight and skirmish and is far better equipped to tell you about those particular horrors. What fights and skirmishes have you been in? Ooh, more than I can remember, lad. <laughs> well, almost more than I can remember, leastways. Uh, I did an all-too-long tour in the Blood War. And there was that infernal muck-up, the War of Lies on Terrace. Oh, and <laughs> far too many years in the Black Sentry's War. Ebb begins to tick off the wars on his fingers and counts silently to himself. Yeah, then there was the Three Plains War and many others. I, I even took part in the Harmonium War of Liberation. Oh, oh, and towards the end there, I was also in the Sigil City Watch. <laughs> Some could argue that was the most dangerous of them all. He laughs loudly again. The mention of the Blood War feels like a cold dagger slipping into your heart. Tell me more of the Blood War. Ebb sighs, oblivious to your reaction. Hey, 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 the Blood War. The most dangerous family feud this side of the primordial soup. A mean-spirited mob of fiends on one side, a batch of warmonger fiends on the other. It's the war that creation sparked. And they've been digging into each other ever since. Two sets of fiends warring against each other, eh? Aye. The Tanari, vicious killers who care for none but themselves. And the Beitsu war machine, all for law and order under their infernal rules. The whole mess spills out into the other planes from time to time. And it's made the multiverse a less pleasant place to live. So, the Tanari are beings of chaos, and the Beitsu are of law. Tell me more of the lawful lower planes. As much as I detest the order of the lawful upper planes, at least they present a modicum of goodness. Their lower plane are counterparts, though. Acheron's a place of ricocheting cubes that never see an end to battle, swarming with the souls of dead humanoids. Beator. <laughs> he shivers involuntarily. Beator is a place best avoided. Those bad zoo, the fiends in the corner there, are but the merest expression of the deviant corruption embodied in that soulless machine of order. If you want more, talk to them. But remember, all that is bad about bureaucracy and order originates from Beator, and it spreads like a stain across the hearts of mortals. Though there is some knowledge to be found there, it is rarely worth the spiritual rape the plane inflicts. Huh. Good to know. Now, don't let me mislead you. The Abyss, the lower plane of chaotic evil, is most certainly not some place you should consider going. Where Beator's all orderly, the Abyss is full of chaos and change, and none of it's pleasant. When it becomes something that approximates normality, that's when you should be most wary of it. It's home to the Tanari, what most primes call demons, and they've got that name for a reason. They are unpredictable and murderous, and the few you can trust are few and far between. The few I have met who I'd trust, I still don't trust entirely. They are creatures of chaos and evil incarnate. And if they're putting on a friendly face, 
Who's to say it's not part of a larger agenda? You feel a strange sensation in the back of your skull and look over to the bar. Ilquix, deep in another tankard, stretches another wide smile over in your direction. And don't forget the real fun one. Pandemonium. Ah, yes. Forgive. It's not one I care to remember. Probably the least inhabited of all the outer planes, and for good reason. It's arguably the least hospitable. I'm sure there are hotter planes and colder ones, <laughs> ones with crueler denizens and so on, but none are any lonelier or more maddening. This birdcage is like an endless cave system filled with winds that scream their way from one side to the other. Those bleakers think it's a decent place to set up shop, but they're about the only ones. I don't say this from any experience, of course. Kandrian looks coolly at Maud, quiet. Forgive me, I'm Kandrian. Your name is... Mort. Like Latin for death. You mentioned the Boundary Plains. There are two Boundary Plains to my mind, and they are diametrically opposed. One of them, Mechanus, is the very essence of law. A place where beliefs fit together, interlocking, turning, in a massive machine that is the entire plane. Some folks have it that the gears of Mechanus are the engine that drives the planes. The other plane is Limbo. A swirling morass of chaos that follows no rules, none, and just when a body thinks he's classified its behavior, it goes and changes on him. Or it doesn't. You, you just can't tell. I was in Limbo not too long ago. Oh, please, regale us of your journey. Ebb stifles a small chuckle. However, Kendrian seems oblivious to Mort's mockery and closes his eyes, remembering. I had a Githzerai guide with me, an anarch who could shape the illogical matter of the plane into forms of his desire. We had fought off the harrying of the Sladi, the chaos creatures who call that plane home. It seemed they were more than usual, but then one can never really tell what's usual in limbo. But I digress. In the midst of all this chaos, we came across a series of huge metal interlocking cubes, like some sort of puzzle box. It wasn't something we had shaped, consciously or not, and we couldn't find a way inside. It was like... like a bastion of order within the confines of disorder. A seed of law. That is the best I can explain it. He sighs, as if this reminded him of his bone-deep weariness. Now, the inner planes are matter, substance. Think of the inner planes as a globe. On the top pole, you have the positive material plane. On the bottom, you have the negative material. He pauses. <laughs> Remind me to tell you of my travels there. His eyes turn inward to some private horror. From the interaction between the two springs all of the urge for existence and non-existence. Death and life. Actuality and nothing. From them spring the basic elemental planes like fire, water, air and earth the para-elemental planes that lie between the four basic elements, and the quasi-elemental planes that come from the interaction of the four elements with the positive and negative. I apologize, Kandrian. I can see this wearing on you. Ah, don't pay any attention. The day he turns down a chance to spin his tails is the day I put down this tankard for good. Perhaps I should do you the favor. However, no, Seeker, I, I am tired, but it pleases me to talk of these things. Very well. So, the negative plane, what happened? I am fresh back from negation, and am now trying to restore my essence before it slips away from me altogether. Negation? What do you mean? His eyes cloud over. I... 
I went to the inner planes to discover my true essence. I made the mistake of visiting the negative material plane in order to understand my body's urge to decay and the cycle of death in life. I thought myself protected against the ill effects of the plane with my magic, but I was wrong. The blackness of infinite nothing pressed on my soul, and I was beset by shadows that sought to snuff out my very soul. I lost my way for a time, for an eternity, and nearly lost my existence. I could feel my essence falling away from me, and am even now half gone. Never will I fully return. How did you survive? How did I survive? He smiles tightly with a piece of nothing that held back the nothing. Nothing can stop nothing, you know. And so I carried nothing in my hand to protect me. Do you plan to journey to the ultimate negation yourself? You have the smell of desperation about you. And so I make you this gift. Hold it in your hand when the shadows press in. And it should protect you and your friends somewhat, should they remain close to you. He passes you a small black token that looks as if it has no dimensionality to it at all. <laughs> eh? Hey, don't be forgetting about the Prime Material. You want to know if the Prime visited. <laughs> the boundless worlds of that plane have an infinite variety. As do the planes, but I cannot encapsulate them as I have here. S suffice it to say, they are the birth of the outer planes, the children of the inner, and they hold limitless potential within their boundaries. With that, <laughs> I think I should take my leave. Thank you, both. That was... <laughs> Well, a lot. <laughs> I enjoyed it. F farewell. Farewell, laddie. We'll see you around for sure. I haven't forgotten your friend. Ingress, was it? Check back here in a day or so. I'm certain I can help her. Right. Thank you. Uh, again. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoker GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.